This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. fans how the devil are we it's friday night it's seven o'clock it's the preview show this is lester till i die tv and you can watch us live now on youtube on lester till i die tv and please remember to give that subscribe button a link help us get to 500 before the end of the season we would be very very grateful facebook at lester tid no that's that's twitter you see i've, I've missed a week and i don't know what i'm talking about you could say I never knew before anyway. <laughs> on Twitter, it's at Lester TID. On Facebook, it's uh, Lester Till I Die, the group. Let us know your thoughts. We're looking forward to the Man City game. What a couple of weeks it's been. Madison could be back this weekend. Mm, that's going to be a selection headache, but a good headache. Kalecci, well, he's just been named player of the um, Premier League Player of the Month. Fully deserved, I think. Do you agree? Oh, well, he has scored nine times in the last uh, last nine club games. And the international break's over. We are back to proper footy. Uh, ooh, I've missed it. I don't know about you. It's not the same, is it? It's not the same, these international breaks. Just a small matter. It might be back, but it's, big, it's back big time. It's a top-of-the-table clash. It's a small matter of this. 
Sorry, Craig, I should have thought about your heart there. Are you all right? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, Chris. Yeah, thanks for the warning. And um, uh, happy Easter <laughs> to you and happy fun. Easter to everybody watching. You know, I thought it was Halloween, but it, it, it's supposed to be Easter. But you, know. <laughs> no, you thought it was Halloween looking at me. That's what it was, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> I'd never be so cruel. <laughs> oh yeah whatever you say um somebody's saying there hi chris how are you i'm brilliant thank you can't wait till tomorrow i as per that video i can't decide whether i'm actually scared because of the form man city you're on or whether i'm comfortable because if we play the way we played against man united and they play the way they played against man united it, it might be. It might be the double over them. But I want to come on. We'll come on to the game in a second, Craig. But first of all, I think we should give a shout out to collect to Kelechi, um, the EA Premier League Player of the Month. Fully deserved, is it not? I think so. And I think there's uh, I think some people, um, particularly on this on this podcast, uh, never had any doubt about his talents. Um, whereas, <laughs> you know, others. Others may have done. No, I think um, I'm, I'm not going to take any credit. I think what I what I did say earlier on in the season has borne proof. I would I would say is that he's a confidence player. I've said this all along, and when his confidence is down and he's getting 15, 20 minutes maximum in a game, it's very difficult for him to impose himself on a game and therefore build his confidence. As soon as he got a run of games. Um, he's, he's, you know, he, he looks so much happier. He looks like he belongs there, um, and yeah, really, really well deserved uh, accolade for him. It is, and I'll, I'll be the first to to admit, as I've said many times on this show, absolutely over the moon when we signed him. Bit disappointed mm. with him, um, and as have a lot of managers that have come and gone since he's been with us. But like you say, any player, when they're only getting 15, 20 minutes every third or fourth game, is going to struggle to get a rhythm going. And yeah. I always think we played him not to, to, our, you know, to, to his best um, position. I think how yeah. he's playing now, and I kind of feel that maybe Rodgers has stumbled over this a bit, but he's playing him with Vardy in that two up front. Whether Vardy scores or Nacho scores, I'm not bothered as long as one of them does. But yeah. it's it, it's you know it's suddenly sort of clicked, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, what what I've noticed is he's very good at picking up space. And when you're the one, then all the defenders you know are looking for you. You're the one that they're always looking to pick up. So if they block the space in front and behind, it's very difficult for him. I think as soon as he's playing in a two with Vardy up there. Vardy tends to um, attract the defender, so it's making a little bit more room for uh, for Kalechi. But, I mean, a fair play to the guy because he's had a tough time, as you say, through through a few managers, um, yet not once have you heard any stories coming out about him throwing his toys out of the pram, asking for a move. You know, he seems to be a genuinely good guy. And I'm sure... Even those Leicester City fans who, who are not big fans or who weren't before, you know, only wish him well and uh, and and look at the great job he's doing. And he just looks like he comes across as a really nice and humble footballer. And in this day and age, 
when there's so many uh, who seem to be in it for the wrong reasons, uh, then it's really nice to have somebody like that and, and great that he's playing for us. I have put so much weight on um, just recently eating all this humble pie. But uh, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm going to take my hat off. Like I say, I was, this is what I hoped for when we signed him was, you know, I had visions of him and Vardy with the pace they've got between them tearing <coughs> excuse me, Premier League teams' defences apart. It didn't happen. I yes, I've I've criticised him as I think it is every fan's right to criticise a player as long as it's within the realms of you know not yeah, being abused but just you know criticising. We, we are fans after all. Um, that's why we sort of commit to the club. We pay to the club. But you've also got to give the guy credit as I have done m- most recently, yeah. and you know that interview we gave on Mothering Sunday. The, the the way he he screamed when he got awarded man of the match in the you know against United, it, it's he he do yeah he's saying he comes across as a totally nice person. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's raised his profile a little bit, and I was reading mm. a bit more about him and the fact that you know he lost his mother um, when he was still a, a sort of you know fairly young young person and. Um, and I think his background and and, the, and um, the traits that his mum instilled in him, you know, he's taken forward, and you know that's why he, you know he's always looking up to the heavens whenever he scores and uh, yes. paying credit to her. But you know, fair play to to, to his family and and, and his mum for 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 bringing in such a, a sort of humble guy. And as I say, it's it's lovely to see. And uh, yeah, you're right. You know, we all criticise players. You know, I criticise the manager, and you know, we're we're third in the table and. An FA Cup semi-final, because we all want the best for our football club at the end of the day. And when it yeah. looks like people are are not doing the best or not living up to the expectation, and and it's always the hope that kills you, isn't it? It's always the yeah. hope that you sign a new player and he's going to be a star, and it's always that that kills you. So it is. It's great uh, when it comes good. Who knows? There may be a few other uh, players out there who who Brendan could um, work his magic on. It's been interesting watching. Yes. Uh, because uh, I'll uh, have a fantastic season uh, in Turkey. I think leading the yeah. assists uh, table and, and waning with a few goals as well. And obviously he'll be coming back. I know. Um, I know. Close season as well. You're, you're shaking your head. Don't think you well, will no, overdose no, I on agree. humble pie. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you because again, um, with, with Gazelle, it's. I don't know. I just think sometimes other leagues suit players better and there's no guarantee that you you there's no guarantee there's certain players you know that if Messi comes over into here Ronaldo has obviously done it in a couple of three leagues now uh Lewandowski that they would play well but you you, your general players even in the top leagues are not going to necessarily come from another division or another country and do well and of course Gazelle was very much the he had the weight of Mares on his shoulders. He did, but he is doing well. He is doing well, and I mean, it's interesting. You know, we say, you know, players don't fit in with certain clubs, even in the same league. You know, they can move to another club and it works for them. As you say, you know, it, it may be that he's found his comfort zone there, but I, I think there was always a player there. It's just whether somebody can bring it out of him, and and whether you know Brendan in a close season can do that. You, you've got to look at the same 
Yeah. And Tovin, who we've been very, very heavily linked with, had a, had a mm. terrible season in Newcastle, but then went away yeah. and uh, is tearing it up uh, in the French league. Now, you know, whether he can come back, uh, come here and do a job, we don't know. But that's all speculation, and I'm sure we'll we'll have plenty of that throughout the close season. Two words, De Bruyne. <laughs> he wasn't, he didn't exactly set us a, uh, the Premier League alight the first time round, and look at him now. Salah was the same, was at Chelsea, wasn't he? Uh, yes, and, that's uh, very true. And didn't do yes. anything as well. Yes, yeah. but uh, but no, it, it is true, and like you say, rumours will will abound throughout the, the 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 summer. I am sure. So we've got this on Sunday. Uh, sorry, Saturday. I keep saying Sunday. I'm not used to us playing Sunday. Saturday, five thirty. So whatever you do, don't plan a Saturday night out. I know lockdown's over. But you can get it on Sky Sports, um, BBC Radio, Leicester, if you are within the county boundaries. And if you want to listen to it when you're not, lcfc.com. You can get it free of charge on there as a radio. Um, message. A comment here from Rob. And good evening, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Um, bit nervous about tomorrow. Hopefully hit the ground running. Good to see Yuri and Little Wes didn't play in their third matches. Um, Rob, um, yeah, we've, it doesn't look like we've got any injury problems coming back from the international break. No, which is great. You know, uh, you know, quite a few players didn't go, and obviously they're going to be available for us as well. Um, and, and it's always good. You, you do always worry, you know, when your players go away, and it's something we've had to get used to a little bit more. The more successful. We've been, you know, buying, uh, getting better players, and them getting international recognition. But um, yeah, it, it's it's great, and and I think you know the, the worry, as I say, because you had three games in quite a short period of time. It's nice to see that I think the international managers um, recognise that and and probably manage their their squad groups uh, a little bit better. I mean, obviously, in the early days of the World Cup qualifying, there's a few shall we say, less difficult um, games so the top players could be rested. So I think that's uh, has hopefully benefited us and uh, they've still had a bit of a rest coming into it, as, uh, as Rob says, playing the last yeah. game. And as um, and Kakla scored as well, obviously, for uh, for Turkey. So maybe uh, mm -hmm. that will set him alight for us at, at corners. I mean... Before we get on to the game itself, and it is a welcome back to the Premier League, like I say, I I, I didn't watch any of the I forgot the first two were on, to be honest with you, and I had the polling game on, but I wasn't watching it. I was doing something else while, while it was on. I'm, I am not in the least bit interested in internationals where it's qualifying games. Because if we can't beat them, I mean, it's, it is so set up for the top teams to go through. It's like, it's like the Champions League could be turning into, you know, UEFA want, England and FIFA want, England, Italy, Spain, Belgium, they want those teams there. And it's the way they've got it set out now. I'm not interested in watching um, San Marino. If we can't beat San Marino, pack up and go home. And at the moment, because of the number of games that these teams are playing, not just British uh, British teams, Spanish, French teams, have all had shortened seasons. I basically think they should have just got rid of those tournaments, lock, stock and barrel, and just left us to get on until it's all over with the Premier League. Or am I being unfair? 
that's a, that, that's a borderline rant, Chris, isn't it? That, um, <laughs> oh, no. I think, no, no, believe you me, it was a full-line <laughs> rant. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think like we talked about um, the last time we spoke and, and we, we talked quite a bit about club versus country and, um, you know, I came up with this idea for getting rid of the World Cup qualifiers by using the results of the uh, European Championships. And uh, I, I still think it's, it's, a, it's a valid idea. point, as you say, because... Hmm. Yeah, because you know there is there is little point playing against the likes of San Marino. Um, those those teams who were beaten by uh, Luxembourg uh, may feel a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but uh, but in general terms, there, there's very few shocks in uh, in these mm -hmm. games. And what you would have liked to have seen is uh, is Southgate. Um, there's a rant already. Um, <laughs> you know, using his squad a little bit better. You know. Just, just a quick one on Southgate. While I've got an opportunity, you know, I saw um, uh, Ad Boothroyd obviously got a load of stick uh, for the poor under 21s performance in, uh, which was wasn't qualifying. It was the actual tournament they were in, the Euro 21s. But then you've got some of their best players, young players like Foden, like Bellingham, being taken out by Southgate to go and play bit parts against the likes of San Marino. Now, if, if you're looking at the England squad as a whole and England trying to build a winning mentality, leave the likes of Foden, leave the likes of Bellingham in the under-21s. Let them go and get a taste of what it's like to actually go deep into a tournament and win something and take that into the senior thing. I don't think he needed those players. Foden played well. Bellingham played for, what, 30 minutes? Anyway, yeah. so moving on. That, and that was definitely not borderline. That was a that was a full on, <laughs> full on Craig Grant there. Um, Man City. Let's get it back to Man City this yeah. weekend. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, you know, we've just played the red half. We've now got the blue half coming up. And you know, I I was you know with Man United. We, this is that was only the second time we've beaten them since we've been promoted um, to back to the Premier League with Man City. Mm -hmm who are technically, you would say, the stronger half of Manchester now, we not got that bad a record. 19 games, 10 wins for City, 7 for us and 2 draws. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad, really. No, um, the only thing you would say is, is maybe... Yeah, uh, the only thing you would say is maybe our home record against them isn't, uh, isn't that strong, but... Uh, you know, when we were allowed in grounds, you know, I've been to a, a few games where we've played very well against Manchester City. I think yeah. there was one where we were 4-0 up um, uh, very quickly or 3-0 up after about uh, 15 minutes uh, in one. Mm. Uh, I think it ended 4-2. But we, we have got a good record. I yeah. don't know what it is. You know, sometimes teams have bogey teams. Um, mm. Maybe we're Man City's. Um, you know, it was a fantastic performance, albeit that we had three penalties. Some of them were... You know, you could say one or two of them were, were were soft, but then you get a lot of soft penalties these days. I think uh, these days only a, a sort of ladybird can land on your arm and you fall you fall on the floor and you'll get a penalty for it. But you know, we got three penalties and we won the game comfortably. And I remember, you know, Madison's fantastic goal. So I think you know we we should take that mentality that we know we can play well against Manchester City into the game and be confident. Yes. I mean, it was a shame almost not wanting to get onto the international break again, but it's a shame that came when it did because, you know, to, to carry on 
it would have been yeah. great because we, we we were on the high. I'm going to say I'm talking of high. So we're going to say hi to David Gamble. Boom boom. Do you see what I did there? You think you think this show is just thrown together? It is it's meticulously planned down to the last second. Um, we're going to come on to the team obviously later. Um, not sure who this is, but I think he will keep the same team, but bring Madison and Ricardo on later. It's nice to know we have a strong bench now. And this is Rob again. Uh, thanks for this, Rob. Think uh, we will need the high energy and press tomorrow. Do you think we've got such a good record against Man City because they're the sort of team that let us play our game? Um, no, I don't think they will because I, 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 they they are probably the hardest working team in the Premier League. I would say you know they press, uh, and I think it's what they weren't doing earlier in the season, and they they had a poor start by their own standards. But I've seen it in the in the last few uh, few games over the last couple of months when they've been on this tremendous run. They are pressing really hard and really high, and Pep's on the sidelines getting into them. So I don't think there's any chance of them sitting back and letting us play our football. I think they'll be into us from the off. We've got to be confident enough to pick our places and uh, and play through the press. Mm. I think what I meant, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. And good evening to Brett and to Mrs. Ahern. Uh, I fancy a brace from Vardy tomorrow. He doesn't like scoring against Man City. What I, what I'm kind of sorry, what I was trying to get across was the point you made as well was that Man City do play a high line, which gives Vardy that space behind mm -hmm. to run True. into that. A lot of like you know the Fulhams, the West Broms, and those teams don't give us you know that. So that that's and I probably didn't come across very well. That's oh, yeah. what I was trying to get across, you know. Um, no, no, that, that's, but, that's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Mm. No, they and, do. They, and, they do push you up. They play a very high line, and as you say, yeah. you know, it, it can play into our into our strengths uh, if mm. if we can keep the ball long enough. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. I've got to ask you this. Um, Brett, as he said, their fancy a brace from Vardy, and he does like to uh, score an odd goal against Man City, does Jamie Vardy. But I, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm saying that week in, week out. Inacho scored nine in, in, in nine club games. Yeah. Vardy hasn't scored in now 14-15. If you were to reverse those roles, and he has earned the right, I suppose, Jamie Vardy, but if you reverse those roles, you know, Vardy would, you know, Inacho would be getting so much stick, and you know, and Vardy's not. Vardy, yes, he's, he's, he's being the provider, and he is getting close. He is hitting the post and just wides and what have you. He's got to start scoring again, hasn't he, though? He has. Uh, what I would say is that if um, if Iheanacho had gone on such a poor run, I don't think we would be playing with two up front. I think uh, uh, I think he would have reverted back to the one, and it would have been Jamie. So I don't think I don't think Kelechi would have been given the uh, the opportunity to go that many games, which is probably what, you, what you're saying there. But yeah. I think you're also seeing. You know, the almost a, a bit of a transition in what Vardy can bring to the team, which is, from my point of view, is good to see because there was no way, one, that we could continue playing Jamie, um, just just playing one up front with him, hoping that he can continue to 
run himself silly and play uh, behind a back line. And two, it meant that we would have to try and find a direct replacement for him. But uh, hmm. the way that we've evolved a little bit with the two up front means that Jamie's role has changed slightly. We've seen that he's a really good provider. He creates space even when he's not on the ball. He's, he's probably one yeah. of the better forward players off the ball that there is in the uh, in the Premier League. You see some players mm-hmm. like, let's say, for, for instance, Martial or something at, uh, at Man United, isn't interested in making those off-the-run balls to create space for other ones. He's just interested in himself. Um, so we're seeing an evolution, I think, of not only the way we play, but the way Jamie Vardy plays, which will allow him to play on a little bit longer as well. And we can sort of give him little rests now as well because we've got a, a different way of playing. So I think I think it, it's almost happened by accident, you know, the way mm. that we've we've yeah. had injuries, we've had to put people in. But I think it's uh, I think it's something that um, Brendan will, will take forward. And it, it allows him to play that three at the back as well. You know, the, the, these two yeah. things almost go together. That he plays yeah. the three that allows him to play two, you know. I don't think any of us are really big fans. Yeah, I don't think we, you know, any of us have really said that we're a big fan of it. But we know that we've got Fafana and Soyuncu who are really good, solid, you know, exciting defenders yeah. almost. But you do need a little bit of experience to to, to pull them in. So uh, I think it's all slotted in, and, and Brendan's sort of stumbled across a, a a dynamic that's working for us. I said that at the start. It is almost like a, um, you know, he's fallen into it. Like I say, none of us, I don't mm. think, you know, when we started with the three at the back occasionally, we've sort of gone like, oh, no, you know, please not. But it all seems to be, it's like, it's like you know, that like all pieces of the jigsaw coming together yeah. and fitting mm. at the right time. Whereas if you have one piece, it doesn't work very well without the other but like you say it's come well and there's not the two up front is very much out of fashion at the moment i think it was possibly yourself craig that said before there's probably only us and burnley that are playing playing that way that said great because 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 teams aren't used to it it's like what what's this coming at us i think with you've got two strikers up at the front it doesn't really matter which one scores because as long as one of them is scoring, where when there's one up front and they're not scoring, it sticks out a bit more. And like you say, with Jamie, what he does off the ball, just by being him, is he will take a couple mm. of defenders with him. Because there's no way you cannot risk tracking um, Jamie Vardy and leaving him space. Exactly. So you've got to go, because of who he is, so you've got to go with him. Uh, and it is absolutely just, you know, like you say, it, it's a joy. Long may it continue. Long may mm. it continue. But going into the match, um, well, this is our recent history. Obviously, there was the 5-2 last time, and we'll come on to that next after this. Um, they beat us 1-0 and 3-1. So they did do the double overs last uh, the last season. Before that, I say we got that we got the 1-0 win. Um, it is it is very tight between us, but it can't be another 5-2, can it? Um, no, no. I, I, to be honest, I'd be very surprised if when it comes to the score predictions, you've gone for a 5-2, Chris. Um, I'd be surprised if anybody has. I'm sure someone will be uh, putting a quid on Bet365. Um, uh, <laughs> other, other betting, betting sites uh, are available, by the way. 
exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I, you know, if Bet Three Six Five want to sponsor the show, crack on. Um, yeah. The uh, but yes, I, no, I can't see it. I can't see it uh, being that uh, that kind of scoreline. I'd love it, but I, I can't see it. No, no. It was weird, and I was talking to the Man City fan last night about it. Uh, I mean, I think that was possibly Man City's only their second game, our third. It was such a stop-start to the season because of teams being in lockdown because of the COVID. But people are actually calling for Pep's head. You know, that oh, you know, he's not signing his contract. We've just got stuff 5-2 by Leicester. Excuse me, where are they now? And I do wonder... I mean, Man City, obviously, you don't get rid of Pep on, on, on a couple of results. But, you know, maybe West Bromwich Albion are regretting making the decision as quickly as they did. I, I think you're probably right. Uh, I spoke to a, a West Brom fan a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, obviously one person can't be the voice of, of a club, but he, he was saying it all, all, his, all, all his friends, all his baggies fans, really loved Slavin Bilic uh, and was shocked mm. by the decision and really do not like Sam. And uh, they're almost um, happy to get relegated if it means they get rid of Sam Allardyce. It, it's that desperate for them. I know. That, that is, I mean, we've, we've been there. Every team's been there in a way, you know. Um, yeah. It's basically, if we hadn't gone down to the third tier, would we have got rid of Ian Holloway? Probably not. Uh, but we did. We got Pearson and the rest, as they say. Uh, Rob, yeah, it was great. I, I'm a I'm a Pratt fan, to be honest with you. And when I say a Pratt fan, I don't mean Craig. I mean Dennis Pratt, mm -hmm. who uh, <laughs> the player. Sorry, mate. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I do like him. It is going to be a bit of a a selection headache, and it'd be interesting to see what 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 you go with later in the show. But again. Mm -hmm. This time last season, we were all going, what the hell's going on? We'd started that yeah. terrible run. And this season, mm. it's almost like reverse. We've got the players coming back. Madison is in contention. Um, and you've got to, I've got to feel a lot more hopeful this season than I did last season. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I know Brendan's talked about uh, a lot of the mental side of the squad uh, this season. And with that being a massive change, you know, the, the players have learned and developed definitely as players and have got more experience in the Premier League. Um, but I think it's the mental side uh, that he's talked about quite a lot. And the fact that that is an incremental change, you know, um, I think we've got the best record against the top six. Um, yeah teams this season which shows again that we've almost lost that inferiority complex yeah. and that that doesn't happen overnight you've got to believe that you're a top side you've got to believe that you're a top player and that you belong in that environment and you can go out and get those results and i think that's what the the, the whole coaching squad has worked on um quite heavily uh, this season to build the belief and they can take that out onto the pitch what i would say is that for me this is, this is almost like a free hit, this game. Anything that we get out of it is going to be great. I don't think we've got any chance of catching them anyway. So mm. for me, and, you know, maybe that's that sort of influenced a little bit in the team selection as well. 
that, that I've gone for later um, is that it's the next three or four games that are mm. going to be where our season is defined for me in the league. Um, so I think this is a, as I say, anything we get, great. If we can get a good result, builds confidence, but it's the following games that are going to be the big ones. Facebook user there, he brought that up earlier and I've just posted it now. He basically saying exactly what, what you what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I would imagine that. Actually, I bet that's you just typing away at the same time. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> People are agreeing with you. I mean, I, I was actually saying last night, I was talking to the Man City fan and I said to him, I said, now, come on, mate, you know, let's have a look at it. You're, going for, you're being greedy. You're going for four trophies here. <laughs> I mean, you've. You, I want you to win the, the League Cup because I want you to beat Spurs. You, you've virtually, if you lose tomorrow, you've virtually got the uh, the, the Premier League tied up. You, you've got, you know, FA Cup, I want you to lose. Champions League, I'd be quite happy if you're doing that. Give us the three points. You're not going to, it's not going to stop you winning the league, but it will maybe stop Man United coming second. I don't think that will happen, but that, that would be, you know, that would only be fair of them. They could do that for us. But uh, Scott, good evening. Hi, guys. Great show. Thank you very much, Scott. Thanks, uh, I think we'll, I will think we'll struggle tomorrow. My reason being that we have the likes of Barnes playing on the wing. That helps stretch in Man City's defence. Be glad to be proved wrong. Come on, you foxes. Stay with us, Scott, because later on when Craig picks his team, um, I think he's probably got that in mind, actually, with, with, the, with the way he's gone. But not that I know what he's picked, obviously. But um, stay, stick with us. Um, it is. I mean, and the other thing I said to, to, to the Manchester City fan, not so long ago, we were playing Manchester City in the third tier of English football. Mm -hmm. Two, what are now classed as big, established, and I think you can call us established now, or we're on the verge of being established, Premier League teams. We're knocking on the door of the big six. Man City, one of the richest clubs in the world. Here we are in a top-of-the-table clash, third versus first. Man City, we, we managed to get out of the third tier first time. It took Man City a little bit longer and a, and a playoff win, thanks to uh, Paul Dickoff, who we all remember and love. What? Yeah. How football? How football changes? It's uh, it's amazing, and obviously, yes, you know, money plays a big part mm. in that. But we've seen other clubs throw money at it, and uh, and it not worked. You know, um, it is you've got to have more than that. You've got to have a structure yeah. in place. You've got to have owners. You know, owners come in for a lot of stick. Obviously, we we all think we've got the best owners, uh, and and I think. You know, I think you, you, it's hard to argue against that, that we've just got fantastic owners. Every other club has got, you know, owners. You know, some have got more money than others. But it's what those owners bring to it in terms of who they appoint below them as well. Because owners, you know, are not making the decisions about the pitch, you know, the, who's going to play. They, they put people into positions to build uh, a team. Mike Ashley, for instance... You know, he's, he's got enough money to for Newcastle to be a much more successful job uh, club than they yeah. are at the moment, but he's not appointed the right people. Our owners haven't been scared to to make changes when they feel it's necessary. They're, they're successful business people, and they're probably one of the few 
um, football club owners who, who do bring that business acumen to the football club. You know, if things aren't working, you change it. You know, that's what happens in business, you know, to be successful. But you're right. You know, we, we've come a hell of a long way. Man City have come even further. Money really helped, obviously, because they had so much money they could buy the best, biggest uh, and best players. But that took them a little bit of the time. You know, they, they mm. didn't get... If you looked at that team that won the league, you know, with the, the, the great Aguero goal, there was a lot of players who you wouldn't have said were fantastic players. You know, Zabaleta was in there, I think. Dzeko came off the bench and scored a goal. That was a team that was in transition then. You know, they're a much bigger and better team now. Maybe that's part yes. of the journey that we're on. I don't think we'll ever be as big because of the, yeah. the, the, the size and stature of the club. But, you know, we are, we are well established, going back to the, the word you use. And it was great to see Guardiola speaking very highly of us um, uh, in his yeah. press conference yeah. yesterday, I think. And, yeah. and, and he was... He, he said the same. He said, this isn't just a new thing. This has happened over the last 10 years and particularly in the last five or six, you know, with our recruitment, you know, the way that we won the league, we had a little bit of a dodgy patch, but we came through it. But the recruitment side of it, the manager, you know, he, he, he thinks Brendan's a great manager as well. So it's nice to see that recognition coming now. You know, it's still nice for us to be a little bit under the radar. I, I see a lot of people on the fans groups and forums complaining when we're not talked about but it's quite nice to be coming up on the rails and being an outsider to be honest <coughs> it certainly is rob says here um it's an amazing what a shake can do it is but then again a shake is no good without the rattle and roll to go with it thank you <laughs> very good very good chris <laughs> I, I'm here all week, guys. I'm here all week. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm saying nothing. I'm saying I, I, I'm just waiting for the call from the BBC. I you're, there, you. you're there all week, Chris, only as long as they don't find out where you live. <laughs> exactly. Come and shut me down. Rob, thanks very much for uh, crossing that one over. It was easy for me to, to sort of nod in. But just taking up the point you've said there, um, Craig, it was a very, very good point. Our recruitment has been amazing. And the funny thing is, we we said it was all down to Steve Walsh, that he had this amazing network that he'd built up and what have you, and he got a lot of credit, uh, quite rightly, because he did bring some obviously excellent players through. And yet I was speaking a few weeks ago to the Everton fan about him, in the Opposition View show, and he was absolutely so... Andrew, having said that, he was there with Sam Allardyce, of course, but he was so unimpressed with Steve Walsh and his signings. And yeah. I don't... You know, maybe we gave Steve Walsh more credit, and I'm not digging at him, because obviously it, it was a great time, but again, sometimes taking the top person doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to have the same success. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, yeah, Steve Walsh did a great job, uh, but he was part of a team. And they always say that the, the best way to consistently improve is to appoint people below you who are better than you, mm. you know. And that's maybe that's, that's what we'd got, that over a period of time, you know, we, we'd built up. People had learned from Steve Walsh, you know, you know, people talk about this Moneyball system as well, which is, is very much about data. And and I know that we 
use a similar technique in terms of that we look at the data, we look at all the stats. You know, we have a very long list of players who meet certain criteria and then it's whittled down. You know, that can't be the job of one man. That's, that's a whole team yeah. and a whole network of people um, who, who work towards it. The one at the top gets all the credit. You know, it's not that long ago mm. that... Um, the, the, the guy who's at the head of our recruitment policy now was getting uh, getting so much stick and people wanted him out of the club. Now, he's still there uh, and he's either appointed people below him who are doing a great job. So he's got to be given a lot of credit as well. You know, but our recruitment is has got to be the envy of the Premier League. Yeah. Rob, I don't know what you're trying to say here, but he's um, saying it's like the wheel tappers and shunters club. <laughs> and for for those for those of you that are old enough to remember, I'm going to take it to the committee. And, uh, I think there's probably only well, Rob that's old enough to remember that. <laughs> I'll, give well, you I'll, tell you I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something, Chris. That I, I'm quite happy to take the uh, the Colin Crompton role out of that. You you're quite welcome to be the Bernard Manning of this double act. <laughs> I will, I will say one thing, that I have got the stature as in I have got the Bernard Manning <laughs> belly. So, yes, I could very easily fulfil that role. <laughs> I'll take it. Before we come on to um, your team, um, I want to have a look at, like you mentioned this before, the upcoming games. And there was, um, let me just bring it up here, on the BBC, uh Karen Kearney, um, the lady footballer, she's a BBC sport columnist as well. And she's got Leicester are in a really strong position. I think the next three games will tell us a lot about them. They play Manchester City and West Ham in the Premier League, where they sit third with a seven-point lead over fifth-place West Ham. And they have an FA Cup semi-final against Southampton. We will know more about their mental strength, how far they've progressed and whether they can finish in the top four after those three games. And I think she makes a very good point. She does. Although, you know, it's... I'm not sure they would say that about any other club, you know, if it was Arsenal or Spurs or whatever. Um, but I guess they've earned the right because they've been there year after year, even though they're having a poor season this time. So, you know, I think we have to earn the right to be given the same kind of um, respect that other clubs get. But, yeah, it, it's perfectly right. You know, as I say, this, this is why I think this is almost this this free hit. You know, the Man City game in the, in the whole uh, structure of our season doesn't really matter. Yes, you don't want to get beaten. Yes, you don't want to be on the end of a good hiding a good result will build confidence going forward. But it is those next few games that are, you know, the, the make or break part of the season. I, and I think in the league, you know, if we get another three wins and we've got uh, West Ham, um, uh, Palace, and I can't remember, we, we, we've got a, 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 another couple of winnable games. I think we've got Southampton in the Crystal league yeah, as well as in the cup. Yeah, and Crystal yeah. Palace. So, yeah. so th those are the winnable games, you know, and, uh, and if we do, do that if we win the games we're expected to win, mm. we'll finish in the top four. Yes, I think you made a very good point that you've got to earn the right to, to, to be considered uh, one of those teams. And whether we like it or not, you know, Arsenal uh, almost the reverse that they are they are getting the recognition for struggling this season. If Arsenal were in our position, everybody would go, Well, it's Arsenal. <laughs> it's it, it's expected and yes 
you know, we, we've only really technically had three good seasons in the Premier League. I mean, yes, OK, you can go back to O'Neill. I mean, that was the League Cup. And in those days, let's be honest, you know, we knocked Man United out on the way to one of the finals and it was like a, a B team that we played. They, big teams, did not take it, you know. Leicester Tranmere was the League Cup final. This year, it's Man City Tottenham. It, it's been so it was a different different times, but you know we we won it. So there was that season, and there was last season when you know we were unlucky, but we still finished fifth. And there's this season. Apart from that, we've not been challenging or even anywhere near a top six team. So you made the very good point that you have got to earn that right, and people are still looking at us and saying, especially after last season. Can, can they keep it going? Yeah, uh, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that um, the FA Cup is a, a fantastic distraction. and uh, But now, it, obviously, we're getting close to it in a semi-final. I think it becomes more and more important. Um, but not only for the club, not only for the fans, but and I've touched on this before, the for the want of a better word, the ego of Brendan. You know, Brendan... Mm. Brendan is talked about as being a fantastic coach and I think he believes that too and, and he's earned the right to think that way. His ego will not allow for us dropping off and finishing fifth again because that is a really black mark against him as a manager at this level. Um, so I think he'll be doing everything in his powers to make sure to concentrate on those games and get the job done before we go into the last three games of the season. As I say, he I really mean, wants the FA Cup yeah. well, just because yeah. you know nobody's ever won it for Leicester City. So now we've got close to that. That's becoming important to him as well. Is that about? Is that such a bad thing though? I can remember uh, in my uh, lifetime a certain um, Midlands manager saying, "Whilst I may not be the best football manager out there, I'm certainly in the top one." And the, the late great Brian Clough, and I know he was a Derby, yeah. I know he was at Not Forest, but you know, as a manager, you have to give him the credit he deserved with the clubs that he he managed. They weren't Man United's or Liverpool's, and sometimes having an ego is a very thin line between being big-headed and having a huge ego and being self-confident in what you do, and. It, in a way, I, you know, having a manager, like you said, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Having a manager that believes in themselves rather than somebody that maybe doubts themselves. I definitely no, I, I don't, I don't, so, no, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because that confidence is then passed on to the players, you know, that you build this um, atmosphere of confidence and belief. And you can probably look at Puel. I mean, Puel wasn't a bad football manager I'll, I'll word it that way he wasn't a bad football manager and he has to be given credit for almost starting this transition into the way that we play football now what he probably didn't have was that way of getting that belief into the players as well and he didn't exude that air of confidence he, he seemed a quite a dour character in footballing philosophies there's probably not a lot of difference between the two managers but you know you're right that arrogance, for the want of a better word, that belief is being passed on to the players. I remember uh, Martin O'Neill once saying that uh, 
uh, Brian Clough uh, told him that he was arrogant. He said, you're an arrogant little so-and-so with nothing to be arrogant about. And uh, I think that sort of sunk in with Martin and, and he took it to heart. And uh, But he did a fantastic job for us, but we're now playing on a whole different level. Yeah. Rob, Rob's put the point here and somebody's asked uh, asked about an, a player and we'll come on to them at the end. So I'm not ignoring the comment about a certain player that we have been linked with, but we will come on to them later. Um, Rob has made this point. I um, think we'll need a six-point cushion going into the last three games, Rob. At the start of the season, I looked at that and I thought, ooh, that's going to be a hard finish to the season. This year... We are the only team that has beat the only team out of twenty teams that has beaten the so-called um, big six clubs. We've beaten yeah. every one of them. We've just beaten Man United. We we got we beat Chelsea again um, recently. I know they, they've got a different manager now. Tottenham Hotspur we've beaten, and again, there's Tottenham Hotspur. All right, they've won a couple of games, but they're still having a season. Those three games now, to me, I'm not scared about them. Because if we play like we played the game, depends on which Leicester turn up, but if we played like we played against Man United the other day, we, we could play them off the pitch. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean... You looked at those at the start of the season, and you thought, "Yeah, we better be, uh, we better be in a good spot when it gets to those." I remember it's not that long ago that we would have been looking at that, thinking, "We better have forty points before we get to those last yeah. three games." Um, yeah. You know, so it just shows you how things have changed down the years. But, but you're right; we 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 shouldn't go into any of those games now with an inferiority complex. Yes, we've been Chelsea; they yeah. are looking stronger than they were at the time. Time, but they're, they're not blowing any teams away. They're, they're, they're winning, you know, it's 1-0 to the Chelsea instead of 1-0 to the Arsenal these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we should be confident. But I, I, I agree with Rob. I think I'd, I'd be a lot happier with a six-point cushion going into those. And that's why I, I repeat, these next few games are the ones where our season will probably be defined. I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would be a lot happier with the cushion. Of course I would be. I was just saying, I don't think we should be as scared yeah. as we we, yeah. we would have been earlier. I brought this point up before, and I'm just going to go back to it, the fact that Man City are after the quadruple. It's never been done in 118 years. They would be the first team in 118 years to do it. God, I, I need to get out more, don't I? I really do. <laughs> the, joy, the joy of lockdown is knowing all these things. But, no, I, obviously I looked it up. But, um it is, it, it is no hard to believe, but it, it, it would be an amazing thing. But that that's going to work in our favour. Let's presume, you know, we've got tomorrow, but they've got, you know, we're only playing one game a week. Apart from when we play, we're doing a West Brom, I think it is, because it was cancelled because of the cup. We're not, we're only playing one game a week. You know, they've got a big game coming up that they're going to have to sort of choose the players around the League Cup final carefully because of the League Cup final because they're going to want to win it. That yeah. um, They're still in with the league. They're still in with the FA Cup. Uh, and, of course, they've got the Champions League. So they've got a, a, a big fixture backlog. And that's going to work, I think, not just in our favour, but in Man United's, in Chelsea's. Well, as I said, that Man United are still in the Europa League. Chelsea 
they're still in the in the Champions League. They've not been knocked out, have mm -hmm. they? are still in it, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so fairness. I know we got knocked out, and I would have wanted to go further. It's it's almost mm. like a blessing in disguise. It, you're right. And uh, first of all, I'd just like to congratulate you on your on your stats. And uh, I bet you <laughs> never thought that big uh, that ladybird book of big football facts would come in handy. But uh, there you have it. Um, oh, you're right. It's my Bible. You know, it's the, my others, Bible. <laughs> the others in the uh, in the top four are all are all still in Europe, are all still in more competitions, and you're right. They have to juggle their squads a little bit more and uh, more chance of picking up injuries because they're they're, they're going to be playing midweek where we've probably you know got a bit of a free run through uh, and just playing weekends mm. um, for the rest of the season. So you're right. It, it should play into our hands to be able to have more rest for the players and come out fresh each week where the others are going to have to juggle and uh, and deal with a little bit of fatigue. Yeah. We're going to look at your team. We're going to get a quick 10-second break. Oh, well, let me just have a look um, and see. <laughs> Rob, Rob is really... You are you are sticking the knife in here, Rob, in large print. Do you know I, mean? I know, I know, I was sixty on Monday, but come on, you know what I mean? It's not. I know what you're thinking. I don't look it, but yes, I was. I was. And you know what? Just, I'm just going to take this aside now because this is. I am going to have a big rant here. I thought sixty. <laughs> I thought at least. What's good about sixty? I'm going to get a free bus pass. If I lived in Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, I'd be getting a free bus pass. In England, I've got to wait another seven bloody years. Totally unfair, if you ask me. Totally unfair. But um, yes, I am. Uh, I would need uh, the print. I think that may be something to do with the restraining order that's on you, Chris, as well. That you're not allowed to leave the house alone. <laughs> shush, shush! Don't. Uh, <laughs> you promised you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> but. Anyway, we're going to be back in, in 10 seconds and we'll, we'll have a look at the team you have picked. We'll be right back uh, after this. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the foxes. Thank you, Alan. Um, I'm, I'm almost at the point of I'm, I don't look at the uh, the comments in case it's another one from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, free prescriptions. That is actually um, one good thing. I have got. I was about to reorder my. Um, so I have a yearly plan for my prescriptions. I'm on a few tablets, and I was about to renew it, but thankfully my birthday came before it was renewable. So uh, I, I am going to get free prescriptions now. Oh, and a Zimmer frame. I'm going to get a Zimmer frame as well. Apparently, <laughs> that, that that's on order. Um, right. So let us have a look now. If I can do this correct, um, here we go. Didn't think it was going to work then. So we're going to have a look at the team as Craig always does. puts on uh, puts on Brendan's shoes, Brendan's hat, and that's all. Thankfully. Uh, it'd be getting a bit kinky if it was any more. And we're going to look at the team that he thinks Brendan's going to put out against Manchester City. Now, first of all, uh, Craig, let's have a look at the um, formation uh, because we always sort of went with the 4-1-4-1 for many, 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 many weeks. 
many, 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 many mm. weeks. But it's almost like now this is the formation that's working for us, isn't it? The three, four, one, two. Yeah, it seems it seems to be. You know, um, as I say, I think it's like he wants to get his best players on the pitch. What's going to be interesting is when we know Madison is is available for this one, but when Barnes is back fit as well, then it's going to be really interesting about how he deals with that, whether he decides to switch formation. I don't know. It could be. Hopefully, you know, the uh, we've got the job done and got the points in. The- the bag by the time Barnes comes back, but yeah. it's going to be interesting, and that's you know that's why he's the manager and he's he's paid the big bucks. But this kind yeah. of formation seems to be working well for us now. Just quickly, just say Andy, I I don't know. Do I get a winter fuel allowance when I'm sixty, or does that come later? Uh, I've made a note, so thank you for asking me that. You know, <laughs> um, Andrew, and um, uh, is it? I think this is probably your relation, your brother here, Craig. Um, we keep talking yep. about being in the top four for Champions League. But if Liverpool win the Champions League and Arsenal win Europa, we would need to finish third. I think we've got we've got to presume until that happens that we are looking at top four, you know. And that said, obviously, you know we're, we're in the third, we're in that position at the moment. But you know, let, let's see, let's see if they do it first of all. Um, there's no guarantee that either of those things are going to happen, of course. Right, mm. let's have a look at this team then. And I think the goalkeeper is pretty much. Oops, he says this is, he, he's trying to learn to type. One second. You know something? I used to be. Uh, I used to be good at this. Right. Let us... If it's easier, I can just put. I can, I can just put Ward in. You know, if if it's easier for you, Chris. <laughs> no, I was actually typing Casper. I was just about to put him at the <laughs> centre back, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't have to put Schmeichel. But um, it goes without saying, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, just just as a, a quick on uh, aside, I'm. I'm uh... I, uh, on on Andy's uh, Andy Bird's uh, thought there, uh, mm. in terms of finishing third, I, I mean it, it's, it pains me to agree with him, but but he's right. We do need to do that. There has been a precedence, I think, when uh, I think Spurs kept Arsenal out or vice versa um, by finishing fourth. So I mean it'd be a terrible uh, way for us to lose you know Champions League spot. So I think it's a fair point that we need to concentrate and, and try and maintain. The third, you know, um, but yes, uh, going on here, yeah. The um, sorry, can I just say <laughs> it's obviously a pick on you've been very horrible to me, everybody, to say it was my birthday this week. <laughs> I'll forgive you, Andy. Go and make a donation to Leicester till I die and uh, help help me cover the cost of running it, and, I, and I'll forgive you all. Um, <laughs> Is there a place for Barnes when he's fit? Well, stick around, Andy, and you are about to find out. So let's go back to this. And uh yeah, as we say, Schmeichel in goal. So we'll go we'll go across the uh the, the, the back um three here. And obviously at left back we are looking at um Soy- Soyunchu, Soyunchu, yes. So, Soyuncu, Evans. He's looking better in that position, isn't he? Because I was a bit worried about, you know, when we started playing this three at the back, I think it was Brighton. He didn't look comfortable at all. No. No, I think, I think in the, he's 
getting used to it. You know, he's learning. He's, he's understanding when he can go. Uh, you know, when he when he doesn't go, he's really lucky that you know he's got two experienced people behind him. We we can hear with no fans in. We can hear our vocal Casper is uh, constantly talking to the players, trying to get them in positions, and obviously, you know, Evans is a maybe not as vocal but an experienced player and I think those two are helping the two younger players uh, Soyun Chu and, and Fafana learn their roles and they're learning by playing so there will still be the odd mistake as we saw with England with uh, with John Stones who I thought that you know I yeah. thought they really went over the top on uh, on John Stones to be honest but yeah they will make mistakes but they are learning this role and they're, they're looking really solid this back three are, are looking very solid yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch the game because, like I said before, I, I, I didn't watch England at all. But I first heard that it was, was Pope's mistake, and suddenly then everybody started going on stones. But like I say, yeah, that that was England. But the back three is beginning to um, look comfy there. So Chu, Evans in the centre, Fafana on the right. Yeah, they are beginning, like you say, is it, they have got to play together, these players, to get used to each other, but it is beginning to gel, isn't it? It is. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it, I must admit, but um, hmm. it seems to be working. And while something's working, um, then then you stick with it. As I say, when, when Barnes comes back in, he may have to rethink that and go back to a four just to accommodate you know, a proper four across the middle. Um, so I think it's a watch this space. I know Rob touched on it. Um, that it I, I, I'm sure, I think Brendan will find a place for Barnes, I think. But what he may do is ease him in gently and change formation during a game uh, rather than, yeah. than, than throw him straight back in. We, we've mentioned this so many times. If we're winning, sorry, Barnes, wait, wait your turn. Yeah, and I think it has to be that way, you know. Uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll see the same uh, the same on that in in a moment as we go through the rest of this team. You know, players earn the right. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in in coming in doing a fantastic job? Then when as soon as a, as a player's fit again, you lose your your role. You know, that's that's part of management. You've got to reward players who are doing a good job for you. Yes. Yeah. So in midfield, centre midfield here, who are we having on the left? Are we having Indeedy so, there? Yeah, it's it's Indeedy and, and Telemans. And I, I, I put them, you know, I put them side by side. Um, whereas really it's, you know, we know one will probably will play in front of the other. You know, Indeedy is that in sort of enforcer. Um, yeah. and, and again, that works well having the the the, the two Fafana and Soyuncu. We've seen, you know, like to go forward as well. You know, they can pivot around Ndidi, uh, who just sits there mm. in front of of, uh, of Evans and of Fafana. We've seen loves to get forward, but then obviously Tielemans sits in front of him, and, and it really has developed this season into this sort of quarterback um, forwards and. and Runs the game and he's growing in stature week in, week, in, week out. I think you are definitely a secret American football fan, aren't you? You love comparing <laughs> him to a quarterback. You know? um, but, but yeah, I, I, I get what, what, what you mean totally. Uh, left midfield You're there, um, Timothy Castagna. 
Yeah, so Castagna and uh, and Pereira. Uh, I think I think Ricardo's going to come back in as well on the right hand side. Um, I know you know Albrighton does a great job. Um, we've we've said this week in week out, but I think Ricardo gives you that greater athleticism, and obviously he's a stronger defender, and particularly against Man City, they do like to work the, the ball out wide. Um, so I think it's going to be important that Ricardo is back in for that. And obviously the speed of transition as well, that when we do get the ball, he gets forward much quicker than, than Mark. Now it's unlucky on Mark, but yeah. I think this is one of those occasions where uh, Ricardo will get put straight back in. And I mean, when he was injured, he wasn't actually, um, it wasn't a, a major in, uh, injury, was it? It was only a sort of a, you know, it wasn't a sort yeah. of a long layoff that he's had. So, uh, and like you say, having those two on the wide, you know, the first time you, you came up with this um, and you got it spot on, is what Brendan went for. I'm like, oh, really? But they are defenders, but they do both like getting forward, even if they're playing in a back four. And mm. having them, they can come back and make that back three, a back five when needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gives us that uh, that ultimate uh, flexibility uh, between transitioning, between sitting deep if we have to, if we haven't got a lot of the ball. Mm. But then when we do, breaking quickly. And, and this probably, Man City, is probably going to be the perfect game for that quick transition that when the ball does break down, yeah. we do turn it over. That we can make uh, the most of it in a quick transition uh, against another team who sits back it's less important, but against a Man City team, I think it's going to be really, really important that we can we can get forward quickly. And then this is going to be an interesting one in centre midfield. You're sticking with um, Mr. Perez. I am, and um, two reasons. One, I think Perez has earned the right to keep his spot. You know, he's he's that that's. A much better position for him. You know, he gets involved in the game more. He's a clever player. We've said this before. He finds pockets of space and he feeds the ball into two strikers. And, and that probably helps him as well, that he's got two strikers in front of him that he can work off rather than when he was playing there before he only had Vardy. So he, he'd look up and there was only one option. Now he's got two. I think that helps him. But also, Madison has got this injury that. You know, it's been niggling him for a long time. With this game being almost a free hit, I don't think there's any point in risking him getting injured again for the run-in. The run-in after this game is more important in my eyes than this game is. So I, I can't see the benefit of throwing him back in against such a, a team as Man City, where he's going to have to do a lot of running because we're not going to have the ball as much as we would have against other teams. So for me, you protect Madison, you put him on the bench. If the game's going great, you give him 20 minutes. If it's not, then you make more defensive changes. But I can't see any benefit in bringing, in, bringing him in when Perez has been playing well. Yeah. Oh, again, I, I agree with you, Um Couple of comments here. TM goes two one to the Foxes. I'll take that now. Um, oh, we'll take that as well. Facebook user here, Mara, uh, Mad, sorry, Mares. That's a fraudulent slip, isn't it? Madders, Vardy, Nacho, or Perez, and the last two. And Andy says here, 
playing this system, there is no play or place for All Brighton. But you, you, you've covered that, Craig. Um, and All Brighton's great to have on on the bench. Um, uh, apparently, Madison came off the bench in the away game. He does, and and we've, we we know, don't we, Craig? Brendan doesn't quite rightly doesn't rush players back, and when you're in the form we're in. You know, you don't change a winning team just because a player's back from injury, and it works out better as he did with Madison back back then. He eased him in a bit longer and a bit longer yeah. and a bit longer each game. Yeah, and I, th I think you know it, he's building this sort of team, this squad ethic as well. And if you want to be one of those, you know, regular top forty, you've got to accept that it's a squad game now that you can't yes. just walk back in and the manager's going to have to rotate it. And that's the only way to keep a squad happy. You know, you can't keep everyone happy, but if you play well and then the, the, the star comes back and you're dropped, how does that make you feel? You know, yeah. it, it doesn't help. So, and I think Madison would be, you know, uh, in agreement with that as well. You know, he, you know, when you see him in the stands, it's great to see how excited he gets when we're scoring and Kalechi gets his hat trick, you know, and he comes down to the side of the pitch and he's part of it. And he's got this infectious enthusiasm. And I'm sure that as much as he would want to be playing, he wants to be part of a winning squad and a winning team. Uh, and they've all got to buy into it. So I I, I, I don't think it's a problem. We've, we've got to get used to this, that players are going to come in and out of the team. And in fairness, he's not getting any younger, is Mark. And he's one of those players like, you know, he 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 is a good squad player. He is a good player. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, he's been one of my players of the season because he's come um, he's come good when you know we, he, he when he was finally brought in. But he's of an age now where I think he could possibly do more damage coming on for the last 15, 20 minutes against a tired defence. Than playing yeah. playing the ninety, you know. Um, looking at the top That's two here, I think it, it goes without saying, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, I'm going to go with the um, the Premier League Player of the Month and uh, mm. and the um, the old man himself. Who I think you know, I think it's only a matter of time. He did snatch at a chance in the last game, which was disappointing, and you could see how disappointed he was. But um, yeah. You know, this may be the perfect game, as you said. He, he does like scoring against them, and it, even if it goes off in, in off his knee or something, I mean, there's every chance, you know, that we're we're going to get a penalty. So maybe that's uh, that's the way the route back to his goal scoring. That would be extremely nice. I mean, I don't think we're going to get three penalties again, do you? No, <laughs> no I don't. I don't but, think so. But uh, let, let's hope for one if it's the winning one. Well, exactly, exactly. Now, I'm just going to look here and I'm just going to see. We can take that out now um, because what I want to do is I want to try and um, bring the team up here. Um, oh, technology never work with children and animals and it isn't. No, it's not. It's not working as as typical. So um, I'm gonna have to unless I can do that. This would have worked when you talking. were 59, Chris. 
<laughs> it would. I got a new mobile phone. Um, I just I needed a new mobile phone, and and actually I'm at that age. I had to get one of my daughters round to uh, to come round and um, <laughs> and and help me out with it. You know, here we go. Here we go. You see, it's just uh, it's just me me trying to be be clever and get working. So hopefully that has now come up. So that's the thing. Because what what I've done, I wanted just to make it a little bit bigger. I just wanted to confirm. And compare, sorry, I just wanted to compare that team to the ones that beat. Um... <laughs> sorry, Facebook user here, um, old folk and technology. <laughs> this is very true. This is very, and you haven't put your name there, so I can't, I can't block you. Um, <laughs> this um, starting eleven. Um, this starting eleven is a certain lock. I'm not sure what you mean there, uh, Bookline. But good evening, thank you for joining us, Bookline. Um, I think that's youthful, youthful speak, Chris. You wouldn't recognise it, mate. <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. Right. So this, compare that to the team that I'm just looking here on the BBC website as the team that played in the five-two win. Um, yeah. Okay, Schmeichel, let's say that goes as a given. The BBC had it as five at the back, but the back, the main back three there uh, are Marty, Evans, and Soyuncu. So just the one the one change there um, with uh, Fafana. Uh, Castagna was on the right, and James Justin was on the left. And then we had the four going across midfield, which was um, Barnes on the left, Mendy and Tillemans in the middle, um, and uh, Pratt was on the was on the right, believe it or not, and uh, then obviously J J Jamie up front. So you know times have changed. Nacho came on in the eighty fifth. Madison came on in the sixty ninth. And good old Christian Fuchs came on in the 80th minute. So, yeah, you can see how the teams kind of sort of evolved. But it's still – still the spine is still there, though. Yeah. And, you know, if if, if you think James Justin's missing from that, Madison is miss, missing from that, Harvey Barnes is missing from that, this still looks like a strong lineup to me. And it just shows you how the squad's evolving. Yes, Definitely. Definitely. Right. So it's that time of the show. Go over to the committee and we <laughs> will. Um, <laughs> oh, an Englishman, Scotsman, and Irishman walk into the pub. The lucky sods. Boom, boom. There's my joke for the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where are we? So it's score prediction time, and I know you never agree with me, but let's just have a look at what uh, we've gone for with, with the X-Foxes. Um, three of us have gone for draws there. Steve Walsh and Steve Linux have gone 1-1. I've gone 2-2, and I think we'd, any of us would probably take those results now and bite your hand off. Mm -hmm. Ian Marshall, well, he doesn't mince his words. He, he says what he thinks, and he thinks it's going to be 3-1 to Man City. So you've never agreed with me all season, Craig, so I, I very much doubt that you are now. But uh, what, well, what are you well, going Chris, to do? I, 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 I did agree with you once. 
I think we both had a 2-1 victory a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure whether it was Brighton or whatever, but we did agree once and uh, and we were right. But that was the only um, time. I don't think Marshy's... Yeah, I don't think Marshy's ever gone for us to win a game this season, to be honest. So uh, <laughs> he, has, um, he has, but he's, he's third in the league. There's only poor Steve Lyon next it. behind him. He's only got it right once all season. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised to see Linex had got a draw for us as well because he usually yeah. uh, goes yeah. against it. But uh, I must admit, when I saw those scores you put up there, my heart sank a little bit, Chris, because in my head I was going for a 2-2. No. Well, you know, I, know. I, might have to nip, I might have to nip out to bet 365. Other betting sites are available. <laughs> and <laughs> have a... Have a few quid on that, but um, there, there we go. It is um, um, what's the one I'm looking for? I think, like I say, I think we'd all take the draw at this point, wouldn't we? We would, yeah, we would. Yeah. You know, just just a decent, solid performance will, will do for us to take into the next games, and no injuries. Yes. No, no, that that's that's the thing, isn't it? But. What's the bigger game? Last question here. What's the bigger game? Um, and I'm not going to say the Man City game, the West Ham game, because that's the one I think that is more important than the Man City. Because like you say, if we take a hit against Man City, who hasn't uh, this season? But um, West Ham or Southampton in the Cup semi-final, which for you is the, is the bigger game? I would say, you know, the my answer may have been different a few weeks ago, but as it stands now, I would say that Southampton is the bigger game because even if we got a poor result against West Ham, we've still got games to put it right. We get it wrong against Southampton, that's it. You know, that, that glimpse of a cup final is gone. So for me, in the positions that we're in now, I'd, I'd, I'll say Southampton's the bigger game. Do you think it would have been? And I know I did say that was the last question, but do you think? And we will talk about this more, obviously, as we get closer to that game. But do you think we might have been better off drawing? Let's say, for example, Chelsea, where we maybe weren't mm. because we're, we're the favourites going into this game. We've got to be the favourites going yeah. into this game, and you know what Leicester are like when the favourites. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. I am. I am. I've got to be totally honest with you. I'm more worried about that game than I am the final three games mm -hmm. of the season because I just think yeah. it's expected of us. Southampton have got nothing to lose because I mean they're not going to go down, but they're not going to win anything. They've got a couple of points to prove this season, and obviously against us as well. And I'm just it is. I'm not going to be honest with you. Even at this point, I am kind of pulling my pants a little bit. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, their, their team talk will still be the 9-0. You know, that's all the talk yeah. around that game is going to be, is going to be the 9-0. They're not going to be able to escape it. And that'll be motivation enough for them, I think, to actually yeah. raise their game. I don't think we, I don't think there's any chance that we can stroll through that game, just turn up and think we can win it. We're going to have to put in a good performance. And I think, I know you mentioned Burnley, I think, Probably Southampton are probably the other team who plays with two up front now, with Ings and, uh, and Shea Adams. So I think our formations yeah. will be pretty similar as well. So I think it'll be a tight game, that one. And of course, it's the second one. So when we come to it, we'll know who we are playing. 
Tony, good evening. Yeah, um, yeah very optimistic <laughs> there. Let's go for the treble over Man City. That would be great. Good news is, um, I know that it's not good news generally for Leicester fans, but they are allowing fans into our semi-final. I think it's 2,000. Um, I understand the local council not wanting fans to come from other parts of the country into their borough, especially, to be blunt, with, with everybody. Leicester's not got a great reputation when it comes to COVID, uh, a COVID history. Uh, so I can kind of understand that. But the good news is that they're actually giving the tickets away to NHS workers and school kids. So that's some good news, because let's be honest with you, the NHS, they they deserve it. And I think if you've got NHS football fans, give them the free tickets, let them get in. Love that, yeah. love that idea totally. Yeah, Craig, thank that. you so much, mate. As always, you you provide you are the, you are the wise old sage. I'm just I'm just old, you know. I'm, I'm neither I'm neither wise nor a sage. You know? I'm more I'm more the onion stuffing than the sage. I tell you, but uh, uh, you're the glue that holds it all together, Chris. <laughs> Gorilla glue, glue. Yeah, let's be honest. Great, thanks very much, mate. I will see you next Friday, same time, same place. And uh, as You're always, thank you, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the game. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks very much there to Craig. Um, like I do say, he, uh, he he is the clever one. He is the uh, greasy to my saint, if that works out well. Maybe you could say he's the Piers Morgan to my Susanna, but hey, that's only at the weekends when nobody's watching me, so we won't go there either. Guys, thanks very much. We're going to be back tomorrow. It is a, um, I'm not sure what time it is now, kickoff. What time is the kickoff tomorrow? Let us have a look, because it is a 5.30 kickoff. 5.30 kickoff tomorrow, and we're going to be here at um 20 to 5 with the PMAC show with me and Josh. And we're going to be joined then by X-Fox Richard Smith. Uh, for those of you that uh, remember Richard, um, had a great couple of seasons with us. Um, uh, somebody's getting very political there. That's not coming up. Night to the Facebook user there. So we're going to be back 16.40 tomorrow. The team will have just been announced. Myself, Josh, and X-Fox Richard Smith will be... Uh, assessing the team and seeing if we've got any chance of a win. And then about 40 minutes, 45 minutes after the final whistle, me, Brad, and hopefully X-Fox, Julian Watts, will be there with the post-match show. Guys, it's a big one tomorrow, but it's great, great, great to have Premier League football back. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good uh, Saturday. Come on, the Foxes. I'll see you tomorrow night at um, 20 to 5. Good night. Stay safe. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. 
This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.